Welcome, book lovers, to New Book Tuesday, CPL Radio's passport to the latest literary releases. Today, we'll unwrap mysteries, embrace heartwarming tales, and more. Let's explore the world of books together. Special thanks to the friends of the library for their unwavering support of this and all the material you hear on CPL Radio. Now, let's dive into the Monarch catalog, place some holes, and discover your next favorite read. Back on the air. This is for the week of December 19th, 2023. A podcast that comes out of the Cedarburg Public Library in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And uh, we are ready to talk books with you. And we're excited to do it because we're all librarians. This is this is it for us. This is all we are. Uh, we're going to go around the room and I'm going to let all of these fine librarians introduce themselves to you. Hi, I'm Sarah. I am the adult ser- one of the adult services librarian, and I do the nonfiction ordering. I'm Heidi Griffin, and I'm the youth services associate. I'm Casey St. Clair, head of youth services. That's the roster, everybody. Superstars, all of them. Uh, we are going to kick things over to the youth services department first, because we've got to get the kids to bed on time. We don't want them to stay up too late listening to podcasts. So fire away, guys. Whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. I read a graphic novel called Dungeon Club Roll Call with the official D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, logo on the top. It is written by Molly Knox Ostertag and Xanthi Booma. I hope I didn't butcher those names. Picked a rough one this week. I really did. I really did. You did Um, well. You did well. um, So part of the reason I chose this book is because I... um, Needed a short one to read, honestly, guys. This is... Pr- <laughs> We've been working hard for you people. <laughs> yes. My husband's like, turn off your Kindle. It's time for bed. And I'm like, well, I've got to record a podcast tomorrow. Anywho, I didn't read this on Kindle. I have the beautiful graphic novel right here in front of me. It came out in summer, and it's aimed for middle grade. It's located in the children's department, and it is the story of two middle schoolers, uh, Olivia and Jess, and they are embarking on eighth grade which is a big year for them they have been best friends for a long time and they bonded over imaginary play in the sandbox you know when you're you have your toys and you're imaginary uh using your imagination to play past the time that evolved into playing dungeons and dragons so uh if you don't know much about dungeons and dragons you can still read this book i had no i idea what Dungeons and Dragons was really. I'm still wanting to learn more because my husband plays a video game called Baldur's Gate that is all about Dungeons and Dragons. We watched a movie called Dungeons and Dragons. Heidi's seen yes. it too. Was that yes. the uh, Chris Pine film from last summer? Yes. yes. I've heard good things. I heard. So I haven't seen it yet. Watch I, it this weekend. I'm going to watch great. it this weekend. Okay. It is phenomenal. Yes. My favorite part was the chubby dragon that they had oh. to slay at the end. Um, <laughs> lots of laughs. So that was another reason I chose it. Anywho, these two middle schoolers play Dungeons and Dragons and in eighth grade one of them suggests opening up the club to more than two people and the one just their heart sinks they're like I don't want to meet new people it's just been uh, you and I this whole time what if someone joins our club and they don't know how we play and we don't know how they get along Um, so this book I identify with all of that I identify (laughs) that tracks with me me too it's um, scary meeting new people but it 
is a really charming story. Um, the conflict comes in when there's bullies and, you know, adding new people to the group. It's really uh, cute in that they make homage to the dice rolling and the XP points and mm-hmm. some of the game elements. So if you do play Dungeons & Dragons, I think you would pick up more on some of those references than I did. Um, but I highly recommend Dungeon Club. Do they visualize the game? So, like, basically, if they're on some sort of quest, do they show, like, the fanciful version of what's in their heads, their imaginations, that sort of thing? Exactly. So there's the real life. I think they're in New Mexico. And then, you know, the next chapter, they'll be in their kingdom that they've created. And then all of a sudden, someone knocks on the door and interrupts their game, and they're back in New Mexico. So it's a really (laughs) artistically cool way to make a book. Very nice. Official D&D release there, really. It is. It has the logo. That is cool. That's awesome. I um, wish that was around when I was a kid. It says uh, the opening line in the book jacket is middle school is a dungeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds about right. Uh, that sounds <laughs> very, very accurate. Well, it's funny. Uh, we've uh, talked about having you know guest stars on this show, and I'm like, no, I don't want to meet new people. I have my friends here. I don't want <laughs> so like, But we will open the doors up to anybody. We'll talk about that sometime in the future, in a future episode. So that's the book, The Dungeon Club, Roll Call, um, available in our library, right? Fantastic. In the uh, youth services And there's section. a second one that has been written, and they're still working on the artwork. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. Uh, cool. Well, Heidi, uh, you have s- uh, some notes, as you always do. Our I most, sure do. Uh, you're like the courtroom reporter of the, uh, of the group here. It's only because I'm so forgetful. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I rolled with another YA book um, this week. It's called You're Not Supposed to Die Tonight by Kaylin Bayron. Awesome title. Um, yes. And Easier this was offering. a recommendation from um, our circulation staff, Lauren, because mm. um, she knows that I like thriller books. This came out in June of 2023. So the main character in the book, Charity, is working at Camp Mirror Lake. And this is where a classic slasher film had been made. You got my attention already. Yes. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is a place where people um, pay to come and experience a full contact terror game. And that simulates some of the scenes from the movie. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's so, um, Charity has worked there for a while, but this summer she's playing the final girl. So she's very stoked. Um, but during the final week, people start missing. And Charity just chalks it up to like, they just, they're ditching. They don't want to finish out the summer. Oh, they're losers. Like, they just couldn't <laughs> handle it. Um, so she recruits her girlfriend and friends to help with the final game. So um, after her friends arrive, some secrets start coming out about Camp Mirror Lake. Um, so now the final game turns into a race to find out the truth about the camp and to survive the night. Sounds like a fun, fun read. <laughs> so it is everything slasher movie. If you like blood and guts and gore, um, you will like this book. Um, it's there. You will not guess what happens in this book. Like it is. <laughs> like <you're, laughs> um, there is one thing though. I enjoyed this book, but there's an epilogue. 
and the epilogue kind of changed my opinion. I feel like if I hadn't read the epilogue, this book would have given like four and a half stars. The epilogue was not my favorite. Oh, no. So maybe... You would like the epilogue? <laughs> I don't know. Or just pretend it doesn't exist. Or and take Heidi's advice. We actually could rip it out of the book. Yeah. No. Okay. no. And it, it, <laughs> the last couple pages. No It's up right to on. you. It's almost, and I'm not giving, really giving anything away um, detail wise, but it went from like something kind of realistic yeah. to something like super uber fantasy. Yeah. Sometimes authors make that choice yes. or even in films too. And you're, you know, it's like all the uh, Wizard of Oz curse where like oh Dorothy was dreaming the whole thing you know and it's like well no I don't really like that <laughs> I'd rather right. that Oz is real and you know all that kind of stuff so yeah so that yeah. blog kind of fell flat for me but the rest of the book is I mean don't take that blog being bad or my yeah. opinion of it being bad to not yeah. read this book absolutely and the yeah. cover is real cool too I yes. saw Heidi had it on her desk I'm oh, like and what also- are you reading <laughs> yes. that looks awesome yes yeah. so currently we do not have a copy of this book um, I read this on Libby mm. but there are I believe nine total copies in the system nice. so you can place a hold on it and you know slasher away presumably for the older side of YA than the younger side of yes. LA correct <laughs> YA, yes yeah. yes okay I would definitely go with high school yeah. yeah yeah cool excellent well that's a great age to start uh, you know reading about and watching uh, camp counselors disappear um, <laughs> so oh it's very cliche too <laughs> I mean I've, I felt like I read back-to-back books about movies nice yeah so, good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah that's right yeah. rom-coms like, yeah, yeah rom-com awesome. to slasher that's so right. hard pivot that's right. that's <laughs> very nice cool hey you know what we didn't do at the top of the show we were going to do it we're going to do it right now and uh, we're going to scream and uh, shout and praise the composer and uh, player of the theme song you heard at the beginning of the show Scott Roush Scott let's all cheer and scream for Scott yay Scott Scott did the uh, our theme song theme music he'll probably contribute more songs to our show as, as the uh as the show goes on, but uh, we have our own composer now. That's how big New Book Tuesday is getting. We have composers on the payroll. <laughs> we'll be back with more books. Thanks for listening to NBT. Here on New Book Tuesday, I called it NBT before the break because I am always trying to be cool, underscore trying. And here's Sarah Kelly with uh, some very cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. So this week I have a new book that came out earlier this month called Single AF Cocktails by (laughs) Ariana Maddox. AF, what does that mean exactly? Um, Never mind, go ahead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's a nonfiction book um, about cocktails, and it was was number 10 on the New York Times bestselling list um, in the How to Advice a Miscellaneous area. So yeah, it's pretty popular, but... Ariana Maddox is a reality TV star, and she she was recently on uh, Dance with the Stars, and she won third. But <laughs> she's also she's known for being on the show <laughs> Vanderpump Rules uh, on Bravo, 
And this book came out because um, back in March, she was betrayed by her life partner and Tom Sandoval. And uh, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) He did. He did. And they called it Scandoval. Um, And (laughs) so he was having like a seven month affair with one of their close friend, like her close friend. Um, in the friend group. Wait, which one? Raquel. Ah! <laughs> yeah, who was used to be engaged to DJ James Kennedy. And um, <laughs> so it was quite the public betrayal. Um, so this book um, is kind of like, I don't know, her revenge book. Because back in 2019, she came out with a cocktail book. Um, and then Tom was like whining about on the show. He was like, I want to be part of it. It was supposed to be hers. And then she let him part of it. And then it was called Fancy AF Cocktails, which is also in the system. Um, but yeah, so now she has her single AF Cocktails book. And um, I found it pretty interesting <laughs> since I watched the show. Um, I'm a big fan of it. So she kind of, she splits this up into like five sections. Um, the cocktails start like the honeymoon phase and then it goes to betrayal and then devastation resilience and then add astra i don't know if i said that right mm-hmm. through struggle to the stars yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so she kind of starts there um let's see in her intro she says i'm not the first woman to be betrayed by a person she loves and i certainly won't be the last <laughs> So don't look at me. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I really I liked it. Um, she has like the timeline from when she first moved to LA to when, when she went on the show to when their relationship started like ten years ago. Um, to March first was when she discovered the affair. Um, the pictures are beautiful. I know, right? Yeah, lots of great pictures of her. And let's see, this was really funny. She has a page called. Warning signs, spotting an affair isn't always easy, but in my experience, there are a few red flags to look for in regards to your significant other. And she, one of them is starting a cover band. Because <laughs> that's what Tom did. Uh, and um, practice tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so she kind of, she lists those off. They're pretty funny. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Oh, my favorite cocktail that she created was called The Real Truth, um, a deceptively spicy cherry Manhattan. Um, I've never had a Manhattan. No, good. No, I have. They're, they're very really good. good. Yes. No, they're yeah. very tasty. And I, I wanted to read her description of it. So, Please. yeah. <laughs> it says, this cherry Manhattan looks nice and sweet at first glance, but thanks to the spicy bitters, it burns a little after the first few sips. Just like how it feels to find out about truths of a broken relationship. (laughs) And then she says, about a month after everything came out, the real stories began to drip out. Little by little. Her following him around the country when he was touring with his cover band. (laughs) Him asking people to pay for things on their credit cards so the charges wouldn't show up on his bank statements. Every story was a cigarette burn on the life I once knew. Mm. Whoa, hot take. (laughs) And then, oh, this page, the best drinks to throw in someone's face. I thought was funny. (laughs) Yeah, so Uh she... (laughs) What are some of them? Some of them are, um, let's see, she says a frozen pina colada um, for a shocking polar bear plunge to the face, and all that sugar will leave a sticky mess. (laughs) 
She also said she, she researched this very well. <laughs> she did, yeah. And then she said a bloody mary because why wait until evening to throw a drink in a bar when you can start at brunch? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that was fun. Um, yeah, she's. I liked I liked reading all the descriptions and how it went through. Um, pretty much all the betrayal she felt, but then. She came out pretty strong on the end. She got some good deals, gone dancing in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're Wrote new a New York Times bestselling book. Exactly, right here. yeah. So it was for the best. And then their new season comes out in January. And for <laughs> those who Rules. don't know, Vanderpump Rules was the show <laughs> yeah. she's on. And it takes place at a bar restaurant. So they're, all the waitresses and waiters are um, coupling with each other. Yes. Yeah. And this sounds like a really good book to <laughs> give they to shouldn't. someone. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe they should. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I could say, uh, this sounds like a good book to give someone who's recently single. Right. Especially yeah. around the holidays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the cocktail sounded delicious. Um, yeah. <laughs> she should have like a 90 proof cocktail in there to actually truly get the truth out of somebody because, you know, I mean, <laughs> she did have one uh, called like know. rat poison because <laughs> they called Raquel a rat. Um, <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> and then it was just like a oh, bunch no. of different, like, um, I don't know, whiskey and stuff just mixed together in like a, a shot. It was, it sounded horrible. So it was like a trip to the <laughs> ER, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your stomach pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh-huh. Well, that's yeah. uh, that's uh, that's fun. We're going to have that here. Uh, you ordered that for us, did you? Yeah, okay. I, we have a copy here. Oh, it's already uh, here. Okay. There's awesome. another one in the system. Yeah. So. I think it's going to be yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel this way. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we don't have nearly that kind of drama here on uh, our show, on our reality show, New Book Tuesday. We don't have any kind of like revenge, you know, yet. I don't know. We just started. We'll see how that goes. But um, I also, for my selection this week, we I also grabbed a graphic novel. I was kind of burned out. <laughs> um, and it's a graphic novel of something that I grew up on, and this is, uh, and still going strong. This is Marvel Comics. I have uh, the... Uh, Penguin Classics edition of the X-Men. Um, and these are actually, we have all three of them here. I wanted to make sure we have these because um, these are these are actually the first, the very first issues of these grand, like, benchmark, high-watermark Marvel titles. I mean, you cannot buy X-Men number one or Fantastic Four number one or Spider-Man number one without mortgaging your house. So these wonderful reprints are in here in full color. And um, these books are just gorgeous. For anybody who's got the comic book problem, <clears throat> like I do, um, and, you know, we were raised buying these things for a quarter on a wire rack in a pharmacy in the 70s and 80s until someone said, hey, this could be a business. Because um, this, and these, these comic books, the issues contained in this collection, in all these collections, are, you know, they're very simplistic. <laughs> the plots are pretty daffy. Um, later on, comics got much more sophisticated. And of course, now we're living in the age of Marvel and DC when they're number one, or at least were. I think that trend is also on the decline. Um, and comic books are in a weird place right now, and it's a little sad because they're Marvel and DC both absorbed by Warner Brothers or Disney, so these conglomerates now own them. But back in the days of Stan Lee, Stan the Man Lee, uh, and Jack Kirby and the, the giants of the industry, which you'll see in this X-Men uh, book, uh, they... 
you know, there was a strange sort of integrity here, but it was still pulp. I mean, it was just pulp fiction, to use a term. You know, it's, uh, um, yeah, so it, it's a fun read. Uh, the, all of your favorites are here, Cyclops and Magneto, and I, I read this one. This was a little escape for me this week, and it was great fun to revisit some of this uh, material. Um, I'm not the biggest X-Men fan. I, I like uh, Fantastic Four a little better, who will actually, I believe, have a movie next year from <laughs> Marvel and Disney, um, if they're still around. I don't know. It's, they're having all kinds of little financial issues and problems. But um, um, yeah, for those who, you know, especially for kids who maybe want to revisit, or if you're a, a dad with kids who are into the Marvel movies, they probably haven't seen this. <laughs> and uh, we have them all. Um I shouldn't say all. They, they came out initially with Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and the Hulk, I think? Or Thor. I think Thor. And then now this is like the second wave, and it's X-Men, Black Panther, and the Fantastic Four, which I was really happy to see. Um, big books, big, you know, sturdy, you know, books with um, uh, commentary on them as well, historical commentary. The foreword is by Rainbow Roll, who I think is uh, relatively, uh, does yeah. a lot of YA, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um the interesting thing about, especially the X-Men, too, is that it really deals with characters who are uh, don't fit in. And so a lot of kids really glommed onto the X-Men because there's a lot of people in middle school and high school who may feel that way, <laughs> that they don't fit in. And that's what was great about these, you know, and they, these are heroes, you know, and uh, the X-Men eventually over time started to deal with some really interesting social and political aspects of what is a mutant and are you, you know, and this was a professor X's school for mutants and he took them in and they tried to do good things as best they could while the government and uh, various other bad guys like Magneto were trying to squash them. So fun reading. It's not every issue. Like it's not like issue one through whatever. And there'll be other volumes. It's like, it jumps around a little bit. It basically takes us from like the early sixties through the late seventies. So, but they fill in the gaps with some prose, like some essays between. So you can kind of keep up where things are going and uh they are absolutely beautiful and i'm glad we have them and uh if you if you're a mar if you're a comic fan either for nostalgic purposes or you'd like to show your kids where it all started come on down to the cedarburg public library second floor our graphic adult graphic now it isn't adult graphic novels but you know we don't have like there's no barriers. If you're a kid and want to read these, go right ahead. <laughs> so so there we go. That is uh, my title for this week. Any X-Men questions anybody has? <laughs> I don't think so. My fellow librarians are like, he's nerdier than we thought he was. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> But anyway, that's the show, folks. And then we'd like to, obviously, this is the last show before the big uh, holiday. So we would like to wish you and yours a happy holiday of whichever version that you celebrate. Uh, we, I just wrapped up Hanukkah yesterday. Eight days of... It was fine. Um, <laughs> So there we go. And if anybody else has any... Anyone you want to send out a, a holiday tiding out, feel free. Now's your shot. Going once going twice. Oh, there it I is. do have something. <laughs> um, I found out a fun fact that in Iceland everyone gifts one another books on the holidays. Ah, perfect. And then they spend free time reading the books and talking about them. And I have a book-shaped present under my tree. Heidi has a book-shaped present under I her do. tree. We always want people to come check out books at the library. Um, but, you know, keep bookstores and in business. I feel like Iceland gets a lot of things right. They do. 
and we'll, we'll number get, one is living on an island there's that <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're in Iceland you can tune in <laughs> and if you need help picking out a book to give to someone mm-hmm. give us a call yeah. I've helped a few people pick out books to give to their kids um, my dad I always get him books for Christmas mm-hmm. so give us a call give us a ring uh, every Hanukkah now and birthday all I buy my kids are books because everything else is just a dead end you can't even like keep up with what they would want as teenagers and I'm just like guys from now now to the end of time you're getting books and I wouldn't do it if they didn't like it but they sure and when we do the ice we went the Icelandic approach every year they bust them all open on a Hanukkah Eve and then by by menorah light they mm-hmm. uh, partake in their uh, books and it's, it's just the, there's a hush in the room and I've got some photographs too of like all five with their head down you know it's just great oh, it's really sweet. wonderful so we'll uh we recommend that for you and yours as well. So thank you for tuning into this new podcast where uh, we'll be back. We'll be back uh, after in the, new year. in the new year. Exactly. So uh, tell a friend, tell book lovers about New Book Tuesday, and we'll keep making them. Take care, everyone. <laughs>